Hi, girlies. Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Up Secrets podcast. My name is Alicia Gogan, the host of the Glow Up Secrets podcast, where I help you expand your mind and become more self-aware so that you can glow up into the best version of yourself. All right, girlies, today we are talking weight loss and a health journey, okay? And the title of this podcast episode is The Real Reason Why You Struggle With Weight Loss and Becoming the Healthiest Version of You. I am very passionate about this topic. I don't always talk about it, but I talk about it more on my Instagram. But someone not only who has been through a very hard health journey and finally coming to that understanding of what was really going on and how I even got to the place in my health that I'm currently at right now. Um, It took a lot of time and the perspective that I have and the research that I have done in order to see what was really going on, I think it's so important to keep having this conversation, even though I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm not pursuing weight loss and I'm not necessarily... I don't want to say I'm not on a journey of health. I think we all are, but I'm not the way that I used to be, I guess. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I made a poll on my Instagram and I asked you guys what type of content that you guys want to see more of. And I find people on Instagram, they want to see more wellness stuff. Like I show what I'm eating as much as I can and routines and things like that, supplements, all that kind of stuff. And I did a poll and you guys heavily wanted to hear and see more wellness content. So I figured this is a perfect time to create this podcast episode. I have a lot of girlies who follow me on Instagram and even on TikTok who struggle with weight loss. I think at some point we've all struggled with that to want to lose weight or not even want to lose weight, but just get to the healthiest version of ourselves. This is what the Glow Up Secrets movement is really all about is we want to glow up into the best version of ourselves, which means it's we are going to have to touch on the, the topic of nutrition and movement and of course our mental health. And I think it's probably a good time to talk about this as well because we're going into spring and with spring comes okay lots of changes we are seeing our bodies we're not dressing we're not covering our bodies so much and we want to feel and look the best and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but being someone who I would consider very wise when it comes to the health and fitness um, the health and fitness industry, I would like to give my two cents on why I think that you consistently struggle with losing weight or just sticking to um, being on any health regimen, I guess. And let's put a few disclaimers here. I am a certified healthy eating and weight loss coach. I am a certified personal trainer. I went to school for health and wellness in the workplace. So I have a lot of education on this, although I'm not a doctor, I'm not a dietitian or anything like that but of course I have I have a lot of background and and schooling and training on this kind of stuff and I have worked with a lot of different clients and I'm always talking about wellness and not only that I think that my biggest 
I guess schooling is the fact that I have been in this exact state before someone who's wanted to pursue weight loss and has tried absolutely everything and has dealt with a lot of body image issues and self-love issues and not accepting myself and all of that. So I feel like even schooling like pushed to the side, I've been through it. And so I think that just gives me the right to talk about it, I guess, from my own experience. But of course, I've done a lot of research on this kind of stuff. So I did a poll as well um, before the poll that I just talked to you guys about where I had posted a meal that I was eating and it was like scrambled eggs and a lot of sauteed vegetables. It was like mushrooms and zucchinis and bell peppers and avocado and plantain and that is like that type of food I really truly love and eat and crave and I posted on there saying like this is the stuff that my body craves and that I actually want but just know that I wasn't always like this because people ask me all the time like especially in person when I'm hanging around some of my friends and they see my eating habits they asked me like how like how do you eat like that all of the time it just seems like you just like you're picking healthy versus maybe more processed foods or or whatever and this is not to say that I do not eat processed processed foods okay you can ask the girlies that I work with at my restaurant I be dabbling in the fried foods okay (laughs) but majority of the time I really am I'm not I'm not really craving um, a lot of different fried foods and stuff like that obviously it depends on the time of the month and my mood and everything like that which we will definitely get into but yeah I get questions all the time being like how do you stay so disciplined da, da, da. and so I posted and I was just like I don't need to discipline myself the way that I used to and I also asked if everyone or anyone wanted to know the determinants that really go into whether you are able to lose weight or not or like stick on a health journey or not and a lot of people said they wanted to hear more about it and I specifically mentioned the biopsychosocial determinants of one's health and your ability to be able to stick to a weight loss routine or whatever type of thing that you're trying to do for your health and a lot of you said yes so I want to touch on that So let's first talk about the fitness and dieting industry in general. I think we all know that it can definitely be a toxic place. There's constant push for supplements and different diet pills or diet foods, low-calorie things, low-calorie ways of eating, and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a never-ending debate online when it comes to different fitness professionals and dietitians and nutritionists who are constantly talking about what diet's best for optimal nutrition and and weight loss or whatever especially when it comes to weight loss I think we all have heard like you just you have to eat low calorie and you know exercise more and and that's kind of your formula and on one hand I will give it to that science where it comes to like you have to consume less calories so your body can lose that excess weight but people are really really not considering all of these different determinants of one's health that is going to allow you to be able to get into a calorie deficit on paper it seems very logical you eat less you move your body and you will lose weight okay but why is it that 
nobody can stick to that or people stick with that for such a short amount of time and then they gain the weight back. This is an ongoing thing in the fitness and health industry. It's been like this for from time. So why is it that the the debate is still going on? Well, I think that there's a few other things that people are not really understanding and studying and potentially see within themselves and they're not talking about this more. And I'll talk about it today. But um, I just want to kind of talk about just like the fitness industry and you, you go on TikTok, you go on anything and everyone's saying this diet and that diet. And this is the thing. It's like there's there's a million types of diets that you could follow and they all on paper would get you the same results in terms of weight loss. But we're still not talking about the things that would even allow you to stick to this diet or not. People are completely missing so many other factors that play a huge role. And I think the conversation really needs to shift. And of course, there's a lot of people in this industry who are realizing that now and they're talking about it more. Um, And I am one of those people. So I definitely really want to touch on the biopsychosocial model. And I'm just going to read this little synapses, I guess. Is that even the word? I don't know. I don't even use that word. I don't know why I'm saying that. Anyways, I did a quick Google search. Again, I'm not going to go too in-depth with with this, but you can absolutely do your own research. And yeah, so I went on Physiopedia. It's just a website and it looks pretty legit, but either way, you can find so much more content on this anywhere else. So basically, the biopsychosocial model was first conceptualized by George Englund, I think that's how you say his name, don't know, in 1977. Okay, so let's just think about this for a second. 1977, we are in the year 2022, okay? And I don't hear a lot of people talk about this. Now, definitely a lot of people still talk about this, but I just mean like the majority of people are still pushing like low-cal and diet foods and like that's the only way that you're going to lose weight and blah, 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 blah. And I actually learned a lot of this in my program when I took health and wellness for like corporate, it's a workplace wellness and health promotion. That's the actual name of it, but it just takes too long to say. But I learned a lot of how there's different factors determining one's health other than just can you follow a diet or not. So I definitely learned a lot about this in school. But anyways, continuing on, this model is suggesting that to understand a person's medical condition, it is not simply the biological factors that consider, sorry, to consider, but also the psychological and social factors. Now, This is going to be more pertaining to, like it said, a medical condition, but this, I think, absolutely applies when it comes to weight loss or just anyone's health journey. And then it goes to say, this model is commonly used in chronic pain, and I want to talk about that as well because I learned this even more when I personally was in chronic pain. If you guys don't know, I had uh, chronic nerve pain in my hands for like two years, didn't know what was going on. I did absolutely everything under the medical book that you could do. I was going to get surgery. I did cortisone shots. I did ketamine injections. I did absolutely everything and nothing was working. And what actually ended up getting me out of a medical condition that I thought was structural slash biological because it was involving the nerves, it was actually more mental. And I worked on my emotional suppression of a lot of different traumas within my life. And that is how I got out of my pain. And I've talked about it a few times, but yeah, anyways, we're not talking about that today. So basically there is a lot of different factors that go into one's health. So let's first talk about biological. 
So that can be things like genetic disorders or diseases that can make it very hard for you to lose weight. If you have diabetes or you have some autoimmune disease, hyperactive thyroid, underactive thyroid, ulcerative colitis, which is what I have, these types of things are going to make it very difficult for your body to be able to respond to the demands that you're trying to put on it when you tell it lose weight. If your body is not functioning properly for on a biological level, it's going to be very difficult for you to just follow to a T a specific diet and your body is going to respond quickly because it's already not working in the way that it technically should be. So especially with people, I hear this all the time, a lot of women struggle with underactive thyroids. So your thyroid gland is not producing the right amount of hormones. And if your hormonal profile is out of whack, it's going to be very hard for your body to respond to the demands that you're putting on it, whatever it is. Even on the reverse, I used to have a hyperactive thyroid. I could eat literally like three, four, five thousand calories in a day and I would not gain a pound. So your metabolism, it plays such a huge role. And so always reminding yourself like, okay, do I have, not even reminding yourself, but just checking in with yourself on a biological level, am I healthy? And I mean, health is really on a spectrum, whatever. I'm just using it for simple terms. Do you have an autoimmune disease? Do you have something that might be impairing your body's ability to put and listen to the demands that you put on it. And I think what's really more important is for you to be addressing your biological concerns more than focusing on losing fat. Now, of course, having fat on your body, maybe that is detrimental to your health. And I'm not saying that it's not, but I think that a lot of us, we have underlying issues within our health that we are not either taking seriously or putting emphasis on and instead we care more about the aesthetics. Well, I'm sorry, but your diabetes or your autoimmune disease doesn't care about what your body looks like in a bikini, right? So for me personally, I have ulcerative colitis. I've had it for like since 2017. I don't talk about it much because I don't even really like to say that I have it and that's not to ignore the fact that that's a thing, but I have worked a lot on my my mental health which has helped my stress levels which has then helped my colitis and I eat in a way that tries to support my autoimmune disease. And this is where the whole like diet thing comes into the into play. Sometimes you might see a wellness person online eating a certain way and that might literally because that's supporting something to do with their biological health does not mean that it's the right diet for you. And so I'm very wary sometimes to like tell people what to eat or anything like that or even suggest I never tell people what to eat, but or even to suggest because it's like, well, I'm eating this way because of my colitis, like bring it back to my friends asking me all the time, like, how do you stay so disciplined and da da da? Well, for one, I've eaten, I've, I, the way that I continue to eat like this, my body naturally starts to crave better foods for it. But also in the back of my head, I know I have this biological thing going on within me. So I care more about that as well. And so I try and prioritize that more. Now, could I be better at it? Absolutely. I think right now in my life, actually, I'm focusing heavily more on gut health because If you have an autoimmune disease, I do think it's important that you focus on your gut health. And again, that's another topic for another day. But again, what is it that's potentially going on on a biological level within you that might be impairing your ability to lose weight by following this calorie restricted diet? 
And I do want to put a side note on here. If you are not losing weight or you're struggling on a health journey, please don't (laughs) self-diagnose. I feel like when something is not working within us, we're just like automatically like, oh, I'm so broken and really and truly you might not be. So obviously this is going to depend. You might need to be talking to a doctor if you have any symptoms or if you don't and you're really still struggling, maybe some of the other things that I'm going to be talking about you could be taking inventory of. Really, this is all about taking some inventory about your current health. For me, I had very big red flags when it came to realizing that something was going on with my health when it came to my colitis, which pushed me to go to the hospital and get diagnosed and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, that is completely different from somebody else. Also, when I had my hyperactive thyroid back in like eighth grade, I got sick for like a week and I lost so much, so much weight, like instantly. And it was just so unhealthy. So I went to the doctor. So, I mean, I went to the doctor because I saw clearly that there was something going on. So just always thinking about that biological factor of your health. Another part of the model is your psychological health. And I think this is the most important aspect of one's health. And I believe this for a few reasons, but I I deeply believe this because I think that your psychological health can truly have an impact on your physical health. When you are very stressed mentally for whatever reason, and I've talked about this so many times in my podcast episodes, you can go back and listen to all the different episodes that we have on self-hate and and healing and all that kind of stuff. I dabble into that all. But when you're overly stressed or anxious or depressed, any type of psychological state really, your body listens and feeds off of this response that's going on within your mind. When this happens, your body on a biological level switches into a state of fight or flight. Your nervous system is directly correlated with your thoughts that you're thinking, whether or not you think something is a threat to you or not. Again, I would definitely have to go into a whole nother episode about the nervous system and how to how to regulate your nervous system. I talk a lot about that on my TikTok and getting in touch with your inner child and this, that, it all kind of intertwines into the same thing. But if your psychological state is not addressed, you can signal to your body to stay in this fight or flight mode. When you're in a fight or flight mode, your body, once again, is not going to be able to listen to the demands that you're putting on it when you're telling it to eat less so you can burn fat and become very toned and muscular or whatever the case. When your body is in fight or flight, your body is most interested in looking and perceiving everything around you as a threat. So the energy that your body would normally be using to make sure that your digestion is right and that you're burning fat and you're keeping muscle and your body's at a homeostasis, all of that, there's no energy for that because that energy is being used to make sure that you are not going to die, basically. And when you are in constant fight or flight, meaning you're constantly stressed, you are constantly in chronic pain, things like that. When you are in distress at all times, even on the most subtle level, your body is constantly going to be staying in that fight or flight. And if that's the case, then how is it that your body is ever really going to be able to get on a health journey, I guess, you know, or like I said, respond to the demands that you're putting on it. And 
there's obviously subtle signs of this, of course, obviously being mentally stressed and overthinking, being anxious and depressed. Those are the things, those are the states of mind that are not going to be, that are not going to allow you to be able to eat right because you are so focused on so many other things. You're either eating less or you're eating more because you're, you're emotionally exhausted or you're emotionally afraid or you're in your head. Like all of these things, I'm sure you guys know, you guys, I'm sure struggle with this emotional eating and binge eating, all that kind of stuff. Like that's created from a psychological state of mind. And when that happens, are you even able to stick to a lower calorie diet or whatever freaking diet that they're telling you to be on so that you can lose weight? Like, no, this is why people struggle so hard with staying on diets. I mean, on one hand, sometimes the diet itself is restricting and we will get into that. But Really taking inventory of your psychological health is going to be so important when you're trying to go, get onto a health journey and when you're wondering why you can't lose weight. And like I said, with that biological component, when your body's in fight or flight, not only is your 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 energy going outwards so that really nothing can be working properly the way it needs to in in your body which is why sometimes you get constipated or you know you have the runs or just like things aren't working you're getting bloated all that kind of stuff because there's not proper energy working within you but also on a chemical level when you're in fight or flight your body is releasing cortisol and adrenaline and all these different types of uh, hormones that are going to create this imbalance within you and Hormonal health is so important to make sure that things are balanced so that we can be in a state of health, of good health. So all of that to say your psychological state, your mental health has a direct impact on your body and your ability to stick to specific habits or not. So really, really addressing anything that you're currently dealing with. And again, I I'm t- I talk about all of this kind of stuff on my TikTok and lots of podcast episodes. So, you know, scroll through my episodes and see what resonates with you. If you're struggling with self-hate, if you're struggling with any traumas or learning how to heal, self-confidence, all that kind of stuff. Those all play a a role in your psychological state, which will affect your body and your ability to stick to habits and routines and all that kind of stuff. The third part of this model is the social aspect of your health. And there's a lot of things that fall underneath this category. But of course, when we think of social, we think of friends or family. If you're you're living in a toxic environment, it is going to be hard for you to stick to a weight loss diet or journey or whatever the case because you are mentally stressed. Your ability to be able to be in a routine and eat well, that can be hard when you are around people who are bringing you down, who are stressing you out, who are making you feel unsafe. I know that that was one of my biggest struggles is I was living in a very toxic environment when I was in my like only like 20s, basically. I'm sorry, in my early 20s. And I was really trying to stick to a healthy diet and regimen. And this is actually when I got diagnosed with colitis. I think that that was the pinnacle, the height of my um, stress in my life. And that's actually when I got diagnosed with colitis, but it was really hard for me to stick to routines. Now I did it to the best of my abilities, but I, it was really hard. And I know some people still, like they have it even worse than I did. And so 
taking inventory of like the people that you're around. And this is not to say like, oh, if you're in a toxic environment, you can't do this, da, 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 because I absolutely did. But it's to kind of give yourself a little bit more. Of course, you want to have some perspective, but compassion with yourself. Like if you are really struggling on a health journey, like what's your environment like? And not even just if you live in a toxic environment, but who are your friends? Who are the people that you hang out with? What type of habits do they have? I know for me personally, and I was talking to my sister about this, the other day and she was telling me how living with her boyfriend sometimes it's hard because he eats uh, a way let's say on more unhealthy diet than she does and the food is around at all times and of course you know sometimes we connect with our our partners through food and this was a situation with me like I used to I basically was seeing this my one ex-boyfriend he was kind of living with me like for a while also don't recommend that but we could talk about that in a different uh, podcast episode. But I had the worst eating habits because he could eat anything that he wanted. And he was like so lean, like he'd be eating Oreo cookies all day. But they were around me and we would have chill nights. And of course, I'd be eating that way. And that's not even how I usually eat. But it was just around. And of course, like I wanted it. So I ate like that. And that really messed up my gut health a lot. And it's not to blame him, but it's just to think like, who are you spending your time around and how are they influencing your eating habits or even thinking about your friends in terms of like, if you're going out on the weekend, are they always drinking? And if they're drinking in the next day, are you guys going to Sunday brunch every day and you're just indulging because you're hungover? Again, those are things to not demonize people for doing and not demonizing yourself for doing. But these things do contribute to your ability to be able to lose weight or stay on a healthy journey for yourself. So just taking inventory of that. Another aspect when it comes to social is your education. I see this all the time on TikTok. Girls, anytime I post anything to do with health or wellness, and even on my Instagram, people are conflicted at all times. And it's so understandable because you have people pushing every type of diet. You don't know what to follow. You don't know what supplement to take. You don't know what's good for your health and this, that. And this is why I like to talk about really understanding yourself and knowing yourself and getting in touch with yourself and learning to have a healthy relationship with yourself. Because once you know yourself, you will be able to sift through all the bullshit that you see on social media. And you will know, like, listen, for me, I have colitis, so I'm going to focus my attention on gut health. I'm not going to be trying all these different fad diets and weight loss things because I care more about my gut health right, right now. And I care about my gut health because I have this health condition. And I care about this health condition because I have diff- certain priorities in my life and I want to be achieving these things. Like, So the more that you know yourself, the more that you can kind of have more of a focus because there is endless amount of content on the on internet. So like really and truly having that focus is going to help you. But if you don't have education, this is another thing people ask me like, oh, how did you learn how to eat so healthy? Really and truly, guys, I have education on this kind of stuff. So I understand when people come to me and they're like, I don't know what to eat because a lot of people didn't go to school for anything to do with health and wellness or fitness. They don't know what to do at the gym. They don't know what to eat. But I'm going to, this is my commitment to you guys when it comes to anything to do with like dieting or working out and stuff like that, wellness content in general. I want to start doing more of this kind of stuff, especially on my Instagram. Maybe I'll bring it more on TikTok as well, but people have questions about this all the time. I'm going to do my best to not confuse you the best way that I know how, which is to really keep it simple. Some of the things that I always tell people, especially with clients or just not even just anyone who asks me, focusing on protein, making sure you're getting lots of fiber and 
fat in your in your diet is going to really help in terms of your hormonal balance when it especially comes with women but again it's so it's it, you got to keep it simple if you're really struggling with what to eat don't make it so difficult for yourself of course do your research and i think the best thing you can do is really do your research on yourself and know what you need before even doing research on what supplement I should take or what diet I should follow. You know, I think the more you get to know yourself and what feels good to you when you eat these foods, the better off you are. And I will definitely push more of that content towards you guys so you can hopefully figure it out the best way that you can. I'm all about trying to empower you guys. And I, I don't want you to have to rely on somebody on the internet to tell you what to eat. It's actually crazy, but of course, you know, with so much different types of information out there, we get confused. Another part of the social aspect of the model is your career and your financial status. Now, let's talk about the career. With career, again, if you are stressed at your career or you don't like your job and whatever and you're miserable, like it's going to be hard for you to stick or lose weight because you're stressed. And we know this stress component can actually have a physical change on your body. And so really kind of taking inventory of like the type of career that you're in and like I'm not saying like change your career and you can lose weight. Of course you can lose weight if you have a freaking career that you don't like, but it's just being aware of if you are really struggling with your health journey. Well, how is my career? Do I like it? Do I like the people that I'm working with? Is my boss stressing stressing me out? Is this career even paying me enough? And if it's not, am I having to bust my ass and and work 300 jobs in order for me to pay my bills? And if so, no wonder I'm not able to be healthy. You know, no wonder I'm not able to stick to a specific routine. And that's not to say that you are not allowed or you can't be healthy just because you work three jobs. But again, it's just to remind yourself, like to give yourself a little bit of compassion. Sometimes I'm working a lot and honestly, mentally and emotionally, I just want to eat some fries at work. Okay, like I don't have the time to be sitting here and eating a salad and I'm not going to get super pissed off at myself for that, but I am going to take some inventory of the fact that, listen, this way of living right now, working three jobs, it is now pushing me into this state of only feeling like I can eat fries right now. So I don't like this. Let me figure out a way in which I could potentially change this moving forward. Again, this might take a few months, a few years, but it's just to take some inventory of like, okay, what else is affecting my current health status? I also think the financial component is a huge barrier for a lot of people. I, okay, I have conflicting thoughts about this because on one hand, people think in order for you to be healthy, you need to shop at Whole Foods and you need to be that girl and you need to be drinking green juices and having all the supplements and this, that. And I've talked about this before. Like, yes, the more that you can do for your health, the better, but you don't need to shop at Whole Foods to be healthy. You can go to No Frills. You can go to a cheaper alternative store and get Whole Foods. Now, I'm not going to dismiss the fact that there's going to be some things that might be more expensive when it comes to eating, but I think the best tip that I can give you is honestly spend, if you don't have, like, first of all, this is, this is going to be another whole podcast episode because we could talk about financial health and budgeting and things like that. But of course you want to have a budget and know what you can spend and what you don't have the money to. And just remind yourself, like, first of all, that will, that can definitely change as you grow up. You'll probably have more money 
to buy all the foods that you want at Whole Foods, maybe not now, but in the future. But I think spending some time like going on YouTube, YouTube is like my best friend, go on YouTube and search up some either dietitians or people who learned how to eat healthy on a budget and learn tips from them. That is like my best probably advice that you can do. Like if you can't afford whole foods and supplements and all that kind of stuff, and I mean shopping at whole foods, I don't actually mean whole foods, then consuming content that pushes that might not be so helpful for you. And even my content, like maybe some of the stuff that I'm eating or I'm taking, you might not have the funds to do that and that's okay. But there are ways in which you can try your best to budget. So those are the three pillars I think that are actually so important for you to get a grasp on in your own life to really see how some of these could be playing a role in whether you are able to lose weight or not. Now, I'm not saying to use these as excuses because I had a viral video. I think it had like it has like 1.3 million views on it. And it was I don't know word for word, but it was basically saying if your mind's not right, then it's going to be hard for you to hit goals in terms of your weight loss or your health goals. And what I really mean by that is you want to take inventory of, like I said, of all these little things that might be playing a role in your health journey. But on the other hand, you don't want to use them as excuses to not be a better version of you. I had a lot of comments on that video that were great. And I mean, with every viral video, you're going to have comments that are negative. But I had a lot of comments of of women being like, yeah, well, tell that to someone who has this type of disease or this type of hormonal profile or struggles with diabetes or has depression and this, that. And the undertone was just like disempowering. And I get it because I've had health issues before. I have felt so disempowered with some of the things that I've struggled with in my life. Like I really thought that I was just not ever going to be healthy. And of course, there's there's no arguing with people who are struggling with that. And I will 100% say, let yourself feel disempowered for a second. If you are struggling with a health issue, 100%, let yourself feel the feelings. But I just want to remind yourself not to feel completely disempowered. And there are things that you can do in your health to try and support yourself into the the best version, the most glowed up version of you, not of anyone else, but you. And that might take time, but I promise you coming from somebody who, again, who has struggled with these things, I allowed myself to feel disempowered for a little bit, of course, because it's hard sometimes when you're like, you get diagnosed with some health condition, you're like, okay, well, the doctor is telling me I'm not able to lose weight. So I guess I'm not, and I'm struggling, but I think that I'm more of an optimistic person and I feel like it's very not productive to stay in the victim mentality of I have this so that means I'm never going to be healthy and again I want to tread lightly because it just it really depends on the things that you're dealing with but I think if you can work on your mindset around your current health status and just do little things in your day depending on what you've taken inventory of I think will really help you in the long run when it comes to your health you don't need to 
if you have a health issue, it, you don't need to put these high expectations on yourself to be this insane version of that girl, you know? I, I just think that it's better to try and stay in a more empowered mindset. And I know it can be difficult when you have tried everything or you think that you have tried everything and nothing is working. I think a lot of the times when we're, when we're struggling with our health journeys, it's us that get in our own ways. It's our mental programming that we have around what health should look like. And we listen to a lot of outside perspectives and opinions on what we should be eating and how we should be moving our bodies. And when we don't do that, we think that we are so unhealthy. And this is something that I've had to, had to really work through. I struggled with so much with my relationship with food. I've talked about it before. A lot of that had to do with the fact that I thought that I had to eat a specific diet and look a specific way. And the truth is you don't. Your health journey and the way that you are meant to be living on this earth and and your health is going to look so different than everyone else's. And so always kind of reminding yourself that when you see people on the internet and you see what they're eating, this is what I do. I'm in the wellness space, okay? So I do consume the what I eat and not actually, I don't really watch those. Sometimes I do, but I see those because it's just in my community, um, the, the wellness routines and things like that. But I have a different relationship with that type of content than I used to have. When I used to see that stuff, I used to think I have to be exactly like this. Now I look at it as like, okay, inspiring. Um, sometimes I kind of look at it just because I'm trying to see what trends are going on within my own community because I'm trying, like I'm a content creator. I don't, I take it with seriously, like the smallest grain of salt. I am not, I have to remind myself like what this person is eating or the supplement that they're talking about right now, although it sounds like it's going to be the answer to my problems, it is not. And you know why it's not? Because there's not one quick fix. There's not going to be one supplement that makes you lose weight. There's not going to be one mindset shift that is going to make you lose weight or get you on a healthy journey. It's not going to be one thing. It's going to be all little tiny things that you pick up in your life that are aligned with what you personally need. And in order for you to pick the right things for you, you got to do inventory on all of these things that I was talking about in this model, but also just learn who you are as a human being. Start to have a healthier relationship with yourself by talking to your inner child and really seeing the type of thoughts that you think throughout your day and where you've picked up them and the conditioning that you have been conditioned to do and believe and see and all of this kind of stuff. And this is why I talk about this stuff so heavily on my TikTok, my Instagram, my podcast. So it's important for you to remind yourself that there is so many other things that play a huge, huge meta role in your health journey outside of subtracting 500 calories from your current calorie intake and going to the gym. I wish it was that simple. If it was that simple, we wouldn't have what we have now in the in the weight loss and fitness and health industry, which is a lot of confusion, a lot of back and forth, yo-yo dieting, not feeling healthy, not feeling happy with our bodies, all of that. Okay, I want you guys to feel empowered. I want you to understand your weight loss and your health journey and all of that. So with that said, I think that's all I'm going to talk about when it comes to the real reason why you're not losing weight. At the end of the day, there are so many other reasons that you're not losing weight outside of you not being able to stick to a diet. These biopsychosocial components play a role. 
in your ability to follow a diet or not, okay? I want you to take inventory of that and start to really prioritize some of these things. If you want me to go into detail into more of these topics or something that I've talked about in this podcast episode, let me know in my DMs on my on my TikTok. Like I said, they're always open. I want to hear what you guys like and what you want to hear more of. There's no one size fits all when it comes to weight loss. I wish that I could give you a, a an actual like specific answer of this is what you need to do and this is how you're going to get there and da da da. No, unfortunately, you have to take that wise perspective and step outside of the whole fitness and health industry as a whole and see what it really is. And there are, there are so many different components that play a role, not only your weight loss and your health journey, but really like disease, so many things. I'm not even going to touch on that right now. I'm really not, but that's my personal beliefs. Anyways, I think that's it. I am excited to show you guys more about healthy eating and, and how I eat and why I eat the things that I do. Like I have touched on this in this episode, I have had to care a little bit more, I think, about my diet and how I'm eating and my stress, not only from not only to support my mental health because of the things that I've been through mentally and on a relational level in my life, but my biological health, my the fact that I do have colitis and I need to make sure that I'm healthy. <laughs> and I'm also and I'm also always learning as well. And I think that there are times where I lean out of caring so much heavily about my health because I'm worrying about other things. And then there's more that I'm like, okay, I need to care more about my health right now. And that is totally fine. And I think that that's the journey that I'm on right now. And I definitely would like to show you guys more of that. So yeah, I think that's it for today's episode. I love you guys so much. I'm moving in. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm moving in like a week and I'm so excited and I'm so excited to just talk about anything really anything I just like to talk a lot anyways I love you guys and we'll I will talk to you guys next Sunday have a good day